Good morning. Happy Monday. I'm Greg Schaefer. Welcome to the Virtual CISO Moment Cybersecurity Quick Strike for Monday, August 28th, 2023. I'm going to dive right into it today. Starting out from the BBC, hackers broke into railway frequencies to disrupt traffic in the northwest of the country overnight. Polish press agency PAP reported on Saturday. The signals were interspersed with recordings of Russia's national anthem and a speech by President Vladimir Putin. Poland is a major transit hub for Western weapons being sent to Ukraine. Saturday's incident occurred when hackers transmitted a signal that triggered an emergency stoppage of trains near the city of Szczecin. I don't know if I got that right or not, Pap reported. About 20 trains were brought to a standstill, but services were restored within hours. Stanislaw Zarin, a senior security official, said that Poland's internal security service, ABW, was investigating. Quote, for the moment, we are ruling nothing out, he told PAP. We know now that for some months there have been attempts to destabilize the Polish state, Mr. Zarin added, or Zarin added. Such attempts have been undertaken by the Russian Federation in conjunction with Belarus. So, more critical infrastructure attacks may or may not be related to the war. According to the Hacker News, an updated version of botnet malware called KMSD Bot is now targeting Internet of Things, IoT, because uh, simultane simultaneously branching out its capabilities in the attack surface. Quote, the binary now includes support for Telnet scanning and support for more CPU architectures, Akami security researcher Larry W. Cashdollar said in an analysis published this month. The latest iteration, observed since July 16, 2023, comes at months after it emerged that the botnet is being offered as a DDoS for higher service for other threat actors. The fact that it's being actively maintained indicates its effectiveness in real-world attacks. KMSD bot was first documented by the web infrastructure and security company in November of 2022. It mainly designed, it's mainly designed to target private gaming servers and cloud hosting providers, although it has since set its eyes on some Romanian government and Spanish educational sites. The malware is designed to scan random IP addresses for open SSH ports and brute force the system with a password that's downloaded from an actor-controlled server. The new updates incorporate Telnet scanning as well. Who uses Telnet anymore? I guess it could be used for a lot of things. And to allow it to cover more CPU architectures as well, commonly found in IoT devices. Like the SSH scanner, the Telnet scanner calls a function that generates a random IP address, Cash Dollar explained. Then it attempts to connect to port 23 on that IP address. The Telnet scanner doesn't stop at a simple port 23 in its listening, not listening decision. However, it verifies that the receiving buffer contains data. Really should not have port 23 open to the internet. That's been in internet network security 101 for years, decades, something like that. VCSO Services is a small, specialized, veteran-owned information security firm with a calling, founded on Christian values and focused on the needs of small and mid-sized businesses. Our passion is to help small and mid-sized businesses gain a fighting chance in an increasingly hostile cybersecurity threat environment by providing executive part-time virtual CISO services, information security risk management services, and CISO advisory services. Check them out at vcsoservices.com.
Bloomberg tells us that cyber criminals are constantly searching for new ways to trick people. One of the more recent additions to their arsenal is voice simulation software. In 2019, the chief executive officer of a British energy provider transferred 220,000 euro, equivalent to $249,000, to a scammer after he received a call from what sounded like the head of the unit's German parent company asking him to wire money to a Hungarian supplier. The voice was generated using artificial intelligence, says Rudiger Kirsch, a fraud expert at Euler-Herms, the energy company's insurer. The insurer did decline to identify the client, but says it paid out the claim. Some cybersecurity experts have long feared what a hacker might do or be able to do with AI and video, creating a convincing version of, say, a corporate executive who really wants to know your password. AI software is now capable of doing this practically in real time, meaning a hacker could pretend to be your boss on a Zoom call. That's scary. On August 17th, researchers at the Google-owned cybersecurity company Mandiant documented the first known instances of deep fake video technology designed and sold for phishing scams. Advertisements on hacker forums and telegram channels in English and Russian boasted of the software's ability to replicate a person's likeness to make an attempted extortion, fraud, or social engineering exercise seem more personal in nature. The going rate is as little as $20 a minute or $250 for a full video or $200 for a training session. The researchers were unable to confirm that the services they identified on hacker forums were legitimate or whether a deep fake has been used in any scam. But the threat of deep fake social engineering is real says, real, says Luke McNamara, a principal analyst at Mandiant. From HelpNet Security, the expansion of large language models, LLMs, in recent times have brought about a revolutionary change in machine learning processes and has introduced fresh perspectives on the potential of AI, this according to Predibase. Based on survey data from organizations experimenting with LLMs, researchers have found that enterprises are looking for ways to customize and deploy open source LLMs without giving commercial vendors access to proprietary data, and they are exploring other use cases beyond generative AI capabilities. Quote, it's now open season for LLMs. Thanks to the widespread recognition of OpenAI's ChatGPT, businesses are in a arms race to gain a competitive edge using the latest AI's capabilities. Still, they require more customized LLMs to meet domain-specific use cases. This according to Pierre Molino, CEO of Predibase. He continues to go on to say the report highlights the need for the industry to focus on the real opportunities and challenges as opposed to blindly following the hype. Now, I would add that security pros need to be hyper-aware of the rapidly developing AI market and risk assess accordingly. It's growing, growing pretty big. Leaping Computer reports the Rysida ransomware gang has claimed responsibility for the massive attack on Prospect Medical Holdings, claiming to have stolen 500,000 social security numbers, corporate documents, and patient records. This attack is believed to have occurred on August 3rd, with employees finding ransom notes on their screen stating that their network was hacked and devices encrypted. Prospect Medical Holdings, or PMH, is a U.S. healthcare company operating 16 hospitals in California, Connecticut, Pennsylvania, and Rhode Island, and a network of 166 outpatient clients, uh, clinics, and centers, 
The cyber attack caused the hospitals to shut down their IT networks to prevent the attack spread, forcing hospitals back to using paper charts. Business continuity exercises, anyone? While PMH did not respond to queries about the security incident, Bleeping Computer later learned that the receipt of ransomware gang was behind the, the attack. Since then, PMH hospital networks such as Chartercare now state that their systems are up and running again, but they're still restoring patient records. Quote, work to input paper patient records used by our caregivers while our systems were down into our electronic medical record or EMR system is ongoing, reads a note from chartercare.org. However, Bleeping Computer was told there had been no communication to employees about whether their data was stolen in an attack. We will probably hear more about that in the future. More than 100 companies across 18 industries had access to their IT infrastructure, cloud environments, networks, or applications sold on Russian hacking forums so far in 2023. Initial access brokers operate across multiple dark web forums and specialize in gaining access to corporate IT environments, which are then auctioned off or sold on dark web forums. These actors are often sophisticated, focused, and specialized on finding vectors that can provide them access to corporate environments. In many cases, they are also stunningly successful in gaining access to highly sensitive IT infrastructure, even for large, sophisticated companies. Now, Flair reviewed these three months of initial access broker posts on the Russian hacking forum Exploit in that time period, observing threat actors selling access to U.S. defense contractors, telecommunication companies, chemical manufacturers, energy companies, and companies across more than a dozen other industries. So some highlights from here, access to U.S. critical infrastructure as defined by CISA, including defense contractors, food supply, telecommunications, and government contractors was auctioned off on Russian hacking forums between May 1st and July 27th of this year. Attacks against U.S. companies were the most common, with 36% of all listings during that period being in the United States. The top seven threat actors studied were responsible for 55% of listings. Finance and retail were the most targeted industries during this period, followed by construction and manufacturing. The average price of corporate IT access on exploit during this time period studied with outliers removed is $1,328, with prices ranging from $150 to more than $100 from $150 to more than $120,000. That's based on the type of access being sold. Access to RDP and VPN accounts accounted for the vector in 60% of all initial access broker co- uh, posts. Some actors specifically advertised a lack of backup systems of victim companies or that they advised that they had access to backup systems. That's good intel if you're going for ransomware. Based on posts from active initial access brokers, Flair analysts believe that it is highly likely that many initial access brokers are sourcing materials from stealer logs found on Russian market, Genesis market, and other private or public telegram channels. And then finally, we have a blog post of five skills to learn for ethical hacking. thought this might be interesting to share with you all. So this is from Tania Jareen. This is on InfoSec write-ups and is a short blog post. They say, number one, computer hardware knowledge is necessary. And I would say that that would make sense. You need to know basic components. They say that the... Certificate that you might want to focus on there is CompTIA A+. 
computer network knowledge, completely agree with that, given my background. And they say that CompTIA Network Plus or CCNA are good certs for that. I taught Network Plus once many years ago. It was a good class to teach. Cybersecurity Fundamentals, uh, CompTIA Security Plus, I guess, for that. Um, probably stuff like doing, actually doing stuff like on Try Hack Me or something like that would be good too. Operating Systems and Virtualization, um, they say CompTIA Linux Plus is good for that. And then Programming Skills, Learn Programming Languages, especially Python. I've got learning Python on my list for probably about seven or eight years now. We'll get to it sometime. In any case, you can read more into that on the blog post because, of course, as always, the link is in the show notes. That's it for today. Tomorrow, Heather Noggle joins us. She's scheduled to join us. She is the owner of Kodasak, and she's also the creator of, you might have heard of the series, the Cybersecurity for People YouTube series. If you want to get a head start and check out that series, I've got the link for you, of course, in the show notes. That's it. I hope you have a absolutely stunning Monday today. And as always, you know what I'm going to say. Stay secure. <laughs>